It's outside the box, not a slave to any norm. Today's topic is Beyond Wage Slavery. In a previous Outside the Box, I talked about how workers experience wage slavery, doing work society tells them they have to do. Today, I'll suggest some ways we can avoid wage slavery and do work we want to do. A first step in rethinking work is mental and psychological, separating work from a job and income. Regardless of whether work pays at all or how much, if you could do work you really loved, what would it be? Can you do it for 40 hours a week, or 20, or even just a few? Is there a way to make money doing that as a job, even if the job doesn't pay or pay much right now? I stumbled into work I loved almost 40 years ago. I had applied for two jobs that I really wanted, but didn't get. So I decided I would never be in a position where I had to depend on someone else to hire me. I got a few thousand dollars from a national organization to organize local groups working on peace and social justice issues. I used that to raise a little more, enough to pay for my time and expenses. Then I left that group to work on my own, doing similar social justice and peace work. I asked pretty much everyone I knew, several hundred people by that time, to donate to my organization, really just me, to keep me working. I didn't get a lot of money, maybe eight to $10,000, but I was a scrounger and I lived cheap, so I, it was enough, and I managed to keep doing that work for the next three decades. Being a big-time consumer and spender wasn't how I wanted to live my life anyway, so I was able to combine good work and a purposeful way of life. Self-employment is another way to avoid wage slavery. Starting a business doesn't necessarily require a huge cash outlay, and sometimes low or no-interest loans are available. Anyone with a skill, like pottery, music, carpentry, or holistic health, can try to make a living that way, eventually if not immediately. Follow your passion and your innate gifts and talents rather than what you think a traditional job is supposed to be. Another option that's worked for some is worker self-management, such as a cooperative work structure or any business which is worker-run. It's economic democracy where every worker owner has a say, not one boss telling employees or associates what to do. There's no wage slavery, slavery when you're in charge, even if it's with five or ten or even a hundred others. You could also have a say in how work is done and your contribution to it, even if the management is hierarchical. Bigger workplaces can offer worker autonomy if they want to or if workers demand it. Labor unions can help with this, but with or without a union, if workers say to management that they know best how to do a job, and they do, and are committed to doing their work well, they may be able to self-manage within that bigger company. Unfortunately, most large corporations, and they control a large part of the U.S. economy, may never accept worker autonomy. They're probably the largest sources of wage slavery. 
We'll need, to more, we'll need more active campaigns to buy locally, stop subsidizing large companies, and actively prioritize local self-managed enterprise. Another way to separate income and meeting needs from jobs and paid work is income and benefit transfers that do not depend on employment. Social Security, refunds or dividends through taxes and ownership of public resources, a universal basic income, and pay for caring for other family members, housework, or currently volunteer positions are sources of income that can provide what people need without the requirement that they have to have full-time jobs. Many of these are not available now, but ought to be in the future. Are you doing a job you really want to do now, or have you had one in the past? If not, could you do it in the future? I'm Larry Danzinger, able to do work that I loved and getting paid not a lot, but enough for it. <laughs>